Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Believe in Bingo podcast with Solomon Wilcox. And it's right here on Valley Sports, Ohio. We have a very special guest, Cincinnati Bengals left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. joining us on the show. Orlando, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Right, hey, look, great to have you. I'm telling you right now, inquiring minds want to know, um, you had it good, man. You you leave the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes to come join us in Cincinnati, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. What factored in your decision? Kind of walk us through that and why you chose to come play with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, man. I mean, to me, you know, it was a move that made the most sense uh, leaving Kansas City, man. I, uh, you know, I can't say enough great things about this organization, uh, just the direction that they've been moving. Um, the pieces and people that they've brought in over the last few years since I've been in the NFL. Uh, I feel like this was a fit for me as far as that type of uh, positive energy where they're moving as a franchise. On top of that, schematically, um, I feel like the left tackle position in this system uh, was something that, you know, will be able to help elevate us uh, to a higher level. And um, really looking forward to to being able to suit up with these group of guys, these group of men in the locker room, man. Uh, but I mean, man, it's it's so many so many different things that went into it, man. But obviously, just the direction that they've moved as a franchise, the people they brought in, and in the scheme that we're running now. Yeah, I, I we appreciate you saying that because I know we've been able to see this organization; it's grown tremendously. And you've got, I mean, you've got some friends in this locker room too. And I, you know, I remember watching you play in college. I remember you opening up holes for Joe Mixon, him running through it. You guys yeah. celebrating in the end zone and. You kind of get to do some of that again. How much of that factored in the fact that there are some familiar faces in the locker room? Yeah, man, it was something that's always kind of been talked about. Um, you know, I remember coming out through the draft process. So me and Joe Mix came out of uh, high school the same year. So we're the same uh, high school uh, class to, to Oklahoma and uh, with a few other big name players that we that we played with then and, and now in the NFL. But it's something we've always kind of talked about, just, just speaking about playing together as teammates on this level. And, uh, man, I remember during the draft process, he mentioned to me a few times about, you know, coming to play for the Bengals. And, you know, I remember I had a few visits and uh, workouts with the Bengals and everything during the draft process, man. But, you know, I think timing is everything. You know, where we're, where we're at now, where he's at in his career, um, I mean, it's shooting up with him again. You know, I, I often remind people, Orlando, that while Zach Taylor starred at Nebraska, you know, the hated rival. Yeah of the Oklahoma yeah. Sooners. His father played yeah. on national championship teams at Oklahoma. I don't know if he if he told you that, but yeah. so he's got <laughs> some of it in his blood because he grew up right there in Norman. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. I've had a few conversations with him, man. He grew up right there in Norman. So I'm I'm real familiar where he's from. I, I uh, actually, I bought my first home uh, when I got to the NFL in Norman. That's where I would spend my first few off seasons, man, just going back and and grinding at school because it, it felt it felt right to me. So uh, he feels he has a very similar feeling about Norman as well. Yeah, see, it's just like family coming back together. And that's why it's such a good thing. And I know everyone was excited when you decided to come play for the Cincinnati Bengals. And look, um, look, you started off your career coming into the NFL. You were a right tackle. Mm -hmm. And then you wanted to play left tackle. You wanted the, the, um, the burden of responsibility that came with that position. It was a yep. position that your dad played in this league at a very high level. What mm -hmm. all went into you wanting to make that transition? And then once you did it, um, what all went into just physically being able to transition to the left tackle spot? 
Yeah, man. So so growing up, man, you know, my, my dad was a defensive tackle for his life. Uh, his last year of college, they moved him to right tackle. Uh, coming into the NFL as a right tackle, playing right tackle for, for Bill Belichick in Cleveland, playing right tackle uh, for uh, the Baltimore Ravens in 96, and then, you know, continuing that path on. And he personally never felt like he got the respect that he deserved, uh, even though he was a high-level player, as you said. Uh, and, you know, they drafted Jonathan Ogden, who started out at left guard his first year and then moved to left tackle for the Raven franchise. So it was nothing that he ever necessarily argued. But uh, something he always encouraged to me was be better than me, be better than me as a father, be better than me as a brother, be better than me and all as a football player. And so uh, from day one, he always preached about me playing left tackle because uh, in his opinion, in his eyes, it was the better position and the harder position. And so he always pushed that on me got to high school they felt like I was too big to play offensive tackle so they were going to try to put me at left tackle they were I would they felt I was too big to play left tackle so they're going to try to put me at right tackle and my dad said hell no put him on defense <laughs> so yeah. they put me on defense and I played defense my freshman year as opposed to playing right tackle because it was that important to him that you know I pursued my dream as a left tackle and so fast forward however many years later man I'm in Baltimore um Ronnie Stanley gets hurt uh, we're going into a practice where we're playing, getting ready to play the Washington uh, uh, Commanders. And, um, man, they they moved me over to left a day before the game. I go to Coach Hallbrough. I remember DJ Fluker was having a rough practice at left tackle. I said, hey, Coach, he feels more comfortable at right. You know, I play left my whole life. I know I don't have any live reps in the NFL, but I, you know, love the opportunity to be able to do that. I went out there, man, I played a really good game. Uh, fast forward a few more weeks later from that, Ronnie Stanley gets hurt again for, for the season. And I end up having my first season at left tackle, man. And uh, it was honestly a dream come true for me because, you know, I, prior to that, um, man, we, we, I had an Orlando Brown junior day at my elementary school and they put out one of my note cards from second grade who asked me where I would be 25 years from now. And I said, the starting left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens. And wow. I mean, man, I, I just, you know, it, it's always been a dream of mine to, to be able to play a left tackle position, but the transition wasn't necessarily easy. I know I'm going on and on compare it to uh, boxing, man. If you were, if someone were to ask you to fight in the opposite stance, you know, it's a lot of awkwardness that goes into it with your jabs, your straights, your hooks, your timing, your rhythm, your feet, your nervous system. So for me, um, it was a, it was very hard for me to transition to the right side. And I was a different fighter as a right tackle than I am as a left tackle. So uh, that's the best way I could put it. Well, yeah, I mean, you, when you went from right tackle to left tackle, it was, it's, for many of us, it was seamless. And I remember yeah. it happened overnight. And yeah. uh, I just, I was just thinking about your dad, Zeus, is yeah. what we called him. And I yeah. remember how much they loved him in Baltimore, Ozzie Newsome and all those guys and Ray Lewis and all of them. Um, yeah. But I just remember one season where he played defensive line and offensive line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that too, yeah. And it was just phenomenal. And so you reminded me of him so much. But yeah. that kind of athleticism is one thing, but people don't realize from the neck up, yeah. you've got to be able to make those adjustments. Kind of talk about that. And you talk, you kind of describe some of the technique stuff, yeah. but you had to have, I'm sure, a lot of patience with yourself once you got over there. Um, if there was ever a moment where maybe you struggled, you just kind of had to be patient with yourself. What was that like, just the, that transition? Yeah, yeah, no, man. I mean, and, and you're a pro, you were a pro, you get it. So, you know, it's uh, sometimes being a professional uh, at the highest level is really more mental than anything. And it's really more about our confidence than anything. And so, uh, man, for me, the transition was uh, really more so just making sure to keep that confidence because there were some really good plays where I surprised myself. 
And there were some bad plays where I'm like, man, I've never been in this position as a left tackle. So, you know, I wasn't able to necessarily recover as easy as possible. But uh, for me, man, I really just tried to take a really big leap in my confidence in myself, my confidence in the game, my confidence of my style of play within the scheme and system and trying to elevate it from there. Well, you now have entered, I think, a very unique position, a rare position um, where uh, when it's all said and done, people are going to be asking you this question, so I might as well be the first to do so. Yeah. Um, give me some of the similarities between Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, and yeah. maybe give me in some ways what in what ways might they be different? Yeah. Uh, as far as similarities, man, I think when we look at the quarterback position, especially the great ones, we can say they're all a great leader. They're great in the locker room. They're like blue guys in the locker room. Everyone wants to be around them. Um, and they're all very hard workers. Um, I would say where 9 and 15 uh, differentiate different times in their career as well. So so my perspective is a little bit different. But, um, gosh, man, I would say, obviously, with Pat being where he is, you know, he's already won those MVPs. He's already won the two Super Bowls. Uh, coach Reed, you know, he's more of an old-school approach coach. So you could say Pat has a different approach than Joe. With that being said, you know, what they've created here, what we've been able to, you know, I'm coming in on and and what Zach and Joe have been been able to create here is so special and so different. I think that in the long run, that's what's going to make Joe's career so unique and so special is in here and how uh, how easy it is for Joe to be able to uh, communicate to our coaches, communicate to the players about things that he likes and wants. And, uh, you know, not that Pat doesn't doesn't do that. But I just feel like, man, where where we kind of are overall, I think here in Cincinnati, man, it allows Joe to be able to have the freedom to do those things. A couple of more questions before we let you go. Yeah. Um, you you come a, a part of an offensive line that's been kind of building and growing, and everyone's looking at you as that final piece with a real veteran group of guys. You know, I yeah. know Cordell Volson is a second-year guy, but really most of you guys are veteran players. How good can this offensive line be? And how does it adapt to the personality of your offensive line coach, Frank Pollock? Well, with with football, man, I think you only can go as far as your offensive line can go. And when you've got a really, really tough and rugged um, renegade-like group that loves the game of football like we do, that truly appreciates our craft, that has nothing but the utmost respect for Frank Pollock, our offensive line coach, and really understands the scheme and system that we're playing in, I feel like the sky's the limit, man. Uh, you know, and for us, everything starts with Frank, who he is as a coach, who he is as a man. Um, you know, he's a perfectionist and he's always preaching master in the mundane. And that's our standard. That's our mindset in our room to allow us to go out there each and every day and get better and better each and every day. And as you said, man, when you've got a veteran like group, I know Cordell's only his second year. I think he played in 22 games last year, though, which is, you know, crazy for a rookie. But um, yeah, man. So I just feel like where where we are as a unit, where we are as a group. We haven't even come close to as good as we're going to be, but I feel like where we are today is better than they were where they were last year, just simply based off of time and, and uh, you know, all of the hard work that we put in. Well, absolutely. And finally, um, you guys are now ready to embark upon the 2023 season. You're going to start on the road at Cleveland. You yep. know what the AFC North is all about. So this doesn't come as any surprise to you. What is it like? playing in the AFC North, and what more specifically um, do you expect week one against guys like Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith? 
yeah, it's going to be a hard-fought battle, man. Uh, you know, AFC North is one of those divisions. You got to bring your hard hat, hard hat and your lunch pill, man. That's that's one of those – it's just one of those situations where I think everyone last year in the division split. So that's, that's just the type of ball that's being played, man. You look at the quarterbacks. You got Lamar. You got Joe. You got Deshaun Watson. You got Kenny P You've got T.J. White. You got Miles Garrett. You know what I mean? Baltimore just signed to Davion Clowney. Um, gosh, man, I mean, and, you know, the list goes on and on just as far as the type of talent uh, on both sides of the ball for, for the division. But it's going to be a dogfight. And I think that's the beauty of, you know, our division and our sport, man, which is one of the reasons this team has able to been, able to, been able to be in the AFC Championship for the last two years is because it's so competitive week in and week out within this division. I mean, you're only going to get better and you're only going to be ready for those big moments when they come in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, whenever it may be. So, uh, man, I'm looking forward to to the matchup next week. I know it's going to be a hard fought battle, but I, I think we're very much fit for uh, for what's about to go down. Orlando Brown Jr., welcome to Cincinnati. It's so great to have you. It's so great to have you on the Believe in Bingo podcast. Look forward to talking to you again sometime soon, okay? Absolutely, man. I appreciate you. All the best. We'll be back with more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.